This is the Z Code Sports Betting Podcast. Are you struggling to find success betting sports? Tired of empty promises and scams handicapping services? Wondering why Vegas sports books become richer and richer and how you could win on sports too? This podcast is what the sports investing industry truly needs an insider look into proven successful strategies. Z Code Podcast is your crash course in sports investing that destroys popular misconceptions and provides invaluable sports prediction analysis tools that you can download for free. We outline insider winning systems from experts that make a living through sports investing and explain how you can do it too. Armed with the best tools in the industry and a proper mindset, sustaining profits is easier than ever before. Welcome to Z-Code Podcast. Today with us, guys, is one capper who in a very short time has been making big profits with the Ninja Pirate system. He is new in the community, but Sports Al has more than 30 years of experience in Major League Baseball, and it is really evident. So, ahoy, matey. Thanks for taking the time being here with us today, Sports Al. Ahoy, Scott. Appreciate it, my brother. Well, uh, what I do usually with everybody, if you wouldn't mind, especially since you're kind of newer to the community, if you take just a moment to kind of tell us a little bit about yourself, and in particular, how did you get started in sports investing? Well, back in the 80s, I wanted something to do as a hobby. So just for fun, I started working on football formulas. Uh, Back then, we didn't have the advantage of the internet, or the ability to uh, do things via a computer because they were so basic. So a lot had to be done by hand. And in doing it, I realized, hmm, I think I can make some money doing this. So I started redefining my formulas, started tweaking them a little bit. And within a year of doing the NFL the first season, I realized that this was going to be something more than just a hobby. One thing, it was taking a lot of time. Uh, I would have to get up early, and and like I said, back then you didn't have a computer, so you had to pull everything from the newspaper, and that took a lot of time. And after the first season of the NFL, I thought, well, you know, until NFL starts again, I'll kind of tinker with the other sports. Well, within a couple of years, it got to the point that I was doing NFL, college and uh, pro uh, basketball, college and pro football. Uh, I was doing it all. So I decided to go ahead and turn this into a business. Then after a few more years after that, I decided, well, might as well open up a sports service, Uh, teach some of these people uh, how to invest in sports, as opposed to uh, strictly uh, gambling and, and taking the, the risk of losing it all. So back then, again, we had to advertise uh, through 900 numbers, uh, advertise uh, through the newspaper. It was, it was quite different than it is now. But uh, started a sports service, and through the years, it's actually become pr- – Probably the only sports investment uh, company uh, there is, but certainly the most profitable uh, to where we we have not lost a lot of clients due to uh, lack of performance. 
So relocated here in Vegas and uh, did it uh, professionally uh, as a sports investment firm and also uh, personally. Uh, again, handicapping services are just all over the place out here. And uh, the, the biggest problem that I have with them is that they don't teach. They don't want their clients to, to learn proper investing tools. Uh, they want them just to buy picks and uh, uh, keep coming back uh, uh, for more. But, but there's a lot more behind this. Um, I was also a featured uh, writer in the Las Vegas Sports News back in the 90s and also featured nationally through several syndicated radio programs. Also through the years, I worked with the Dallas Times-Herald and was the only capper who was allowed to be a featured writer continually in their newspapers. Because back then, uh, this this business was, was somewhat hard to advertise in the newspapers. So it started out as a hobby and then worked its way into to a, to a business right now. I, I retired from the sports service. My son runs it now. It's going to be a multi-generational company. And um, I pretty much take it easy and try to teach others how to do this professionally uh, in the right way. And my son runs the business, and I help him out day to day. But again, there's more to it than just buying a pick uh, from a capper and watching it win or lose. Uh, there, there's a lot of technique behind it that I've learned throughout the years, and this is what I'm hoping to give back to the Z-Code community to where they can become successful sports investors. Well, that is a lot of experience, and you said in the 80s, so that's more than 30 years of experience uh, that you have accumulated, which obviously explains why you have such great results. Um, how long would you say, though, that it took you to become profitable? From the time I started it as a hobby, probably, uh, again, it was profitable the first year, or I would not have continued it. Uh, but again, the first year was strictly with uh, football, uh, NFL, and it it. it it then grew, but to become profitable to where it was uh, a, a good, comfortable living, I would say about four or five years. But again, you have to remember, back then, uh, without the aid of a computer and having to do it all from the newspaper by hand, it was a lot more time-consuming. So it would what I could do today in... Uh, four months would take me several years to do back then just because of the accumulation of stats and data and uh, information needed to where my sins and programs could run accurately. Sure. Now that you're in some type of pseudo-retirement, I'm kind of curious, what's a typical day like for you now? Well, it actually is somewhat a lot tougher in that my free time has turned into uh, more time to help others and, and learn more. When 
when doing the uh, business, um, it was I, I was did not have the ability to go out and visit the sport books and, and, and do what I have time to do now. So uh, my son gets the uh, uh, benefit of me being allowed to do that, which uh, actually increases uh, the business uh, tenfold. But I usually start my days around 5 in the morning, uh, give or take about a half hour. Sun rises real early here, so uh, as soon as it hits light, I'm up. And I start working on my formulas and programs and get my sims working. Uh, and then once I get all of my daily investments uh, that I plan on uh, using, I head out to the sports books. Now, some people wonder why I do that. Let me explain. Uh, usually when the books open, uh, or actually let me go back to that, when the first line is set, and the Sharps start to make their investments on that early line, what's important to watch from that point on is how the line's moving based on uh, a virgin line uh, because they'll get first crack at before the public does. So as soon as the uh, books open and the public gets their crack at it, I'm there watching where the money is moving. I've got my investments, and I'm, what I'm looking for is to see whether or not the money is moving in my favor or against me. That can tell me a lot as to my work, whether or not I've done a good job, or whether or not there's something going on uh, that I'm not sure about. Now, that's where the Sharps come in. Uh, we have several uh, syndicates and several um, individual uh, Sharps uh, that go in, and, and we talk. I give them my information. They give me theirs. And actually, some of them are privy to information I can't get a hold of. Uh, they're just that well connected. So we sit there and talk about what our investment strategies are like. Now, I don't follow anything blindly. And uh, I certainly don't follow anybody unless my work shows it. But there are times when... They're completely opposite of what I believe a, a, a game is going to go. If that's the case and I can't find a good reason uh, to go their direction, uh, I will put it on the back burner until I can get back home and do more research on it. So visiting these several books during the morning hours uh, allows me to kind of pick their brain to see what they're on and to see who is moving what and what direction. Uh, grab a little lunch about lunchtime, and then I head home. And what I'll do the rest of the afternoon is take what information I've accumulated uh, during the morning at sport books and put it all together and see where we're going to stand. Now, some days there may be six, eight good plays. And what I try to do is cut them down to where what I'm looking for is one to three quality plays. I don't want a lot. I just want the best of the best. So my job in the afternoon is spent trying to narrow the field down and getting those investments that I believe is going to make us uh, 
the, the most amount of money. And I go ahead and uh, post my uh, investments and um, have a little dinner, watch the games, and uh, relax a little and start all over again the next day. Okay. Uh, in the opening, uh, I kind of mentioned the Ninja Pirate system. Uh, so let's touch let's touch on that just for a second. How many units uh, has your Ninja Pirate system MLB plays made so far, and what is your target for this season? It's made about 288 units so far. Now, I'm very aggressive, and those numbers are a bit skewed because in the beginning we were playing around with different systems, different units. Personally, I don't prefer everything to be divided into like small, medium, large plays, etc. Five units, ten units, twenty-five units. We were playing around with that in the beginning until I just kind of got to the point. Let's just keep it simple and do everything into three units. A kind of a, a medium play, a high confidence play, and one that is really crazy. Uh, since then, the medium con- confidence plays has even started to slide by the wayside. So unit-wise, uh, at this current, uh, at the juncture we're at now, getting, getting into uh, uh, the All-Star break, we're, we're doing everything pretty much in, in two units. Uh, one would be like 10 units, uh, possibly, for the bomb plays, and then maybe five units for everything else. Again, it's hard. I don't like to put units to it because everyone's bankroll is differently, and I don't want them to uh, see the results and go, gosh, uh, I think I'll play this, uh, you know, $100 a unit, which some people do. Some people play play at a dime a unit. Um, So I would prefer to keep everything to where if if your bankroll can allow you to play uh, like a nickel or a dime, do it. Just just keep it consistent. Do that with every play. Then when we have uh, what I call a serendipity bomb, uh, you can go a little extra on it. If your bankroll, uh, like right now, I've already paid myself back from my original bankroll. So I'm, I'm playing with the sportbooks money uh, 100%. So that gives me a little extra to play with. And if they have a little extra on those plays, put it on there. But other than that, take your initial bankroll, decide how much each investment is going to, uh, to, uh, you're going to play with and do that consistently. And I I think you'll come out, uh, making a lot more money that way. Yeah, that's, that's a lot of money. It's a, and it's a great success. My question on that would be, since you're having such a success in Major League Baseball with this Ninja Pirate system, do you plan on using systems in other sports? I have systems for every sport. Um, And in fact, just to delve into a little bit more, I have systems that I'm not even hosting on Zico just just because I don't want to um, take, I don't want to, well, blow their minds, so to speak, because right now, like in the sports service, I'm using uh, four other systems uh, that produce plays. And I personally use a lot of those systems as well. But 
I don't want to come in and say, well, here is this uh, particular ninja pirate system, uh, and here's another system, and, and yet another one. Uh, it's overwhelming at some point. So, uh, yes, we have uh, these programs, uh, the ninja pirate program in every sport, and then some. Okay. I just got everybody chomping at the bit, ready to see those, I'm sure. Uh, but sticking with the Major League Baseball, uh, which teams have the strongest starting rotation and which one the best bull, bullpen? You know, I'm kind of, I'm kind of, as far as the best starting rotation, I'm, I'm kind of, uh, actually torn between, uh, the Nats and the Dodgers. A, a lot with me is not necessarily, uh, so that answers your question about starting rotations. But okay. I take it further than that. Um, with, with this particular uh, Ninja Pirate system, a lot goes into more than just starting rotations. So, but to answer your question, the Nats and Dodgers, I think, have the best. As far as bullpens, personally, I think the Royals do. Okay. And I'm in Cincinnati, and we got a lot of talk about the All-Star game. So I wanted to kind of pick your brain about uh, your opinions on the All-Star game ballot. Uh, do you agree with the public? Are there some, you know, underappreciated players that might be worth mentioning? You know, I think generally uh, the, the public gets it right. It's it, it's really campaigning, in my opinion. If you're in a like like Trout's in a, in a what I call a mega market, and and you've got the ability to soar past uh, other people in other markets. Uh, just because of the, the position you're in in that market. But I think generally the public does get it right. And as far as the um, underappreciated players, um, I, don't, I don't think so. I mean, I think everyone is is really in a position to make the ballot. But, it, again, I think it depends on how hard you campaign for it. Okay. And do you have any predictions for this season? I think, um, personally, I, I think Toronto in the AL East has the best chance to, to really make it all the way. Uh, the Central, I think Kansas City and um, the West, I like uh, the Angels. It's, it's hard to completely get behind Houston for so long they – they were just at the bottom of the barrel. That, you know, you, you, you kind of wonder, is this just uh, something that's going to end soon? Or do they really have the talent to keep it going? But until I'm really convinced of that, I think the Angels uh, are the ones to look at in the AOS. The National League, I like uh, Washington in the East, the Cardinals in the Central, and the Dodgers in the West. Well, Al, you are a wealth of information. You've got a lot more years, a lot more experience than a lot of guys as E-Code, and there's a lot of brilliant guys inside the community. Uh, but coming to the table with so much experience, uh, do you have any tips for maybe guys that aren't doing well right now or guys that are uh, a lot newer uh, to sports investing? Any advice you'd like to give to your shipmates? You know, I think the first thing, and again, this to me, this has to be a priority. Have fun. And that's what I try to um, bring to the community through all the pirate things. 
you know, this is the way I live my life. Ever since the the, the 80s, uh, Sports America has been all about uh, the pirate theme. There's a lot of it on the website, and it's it's just instilled to where we've been able to have a lot of fun through the years. So, number one, absolutely have fun. They need to stay focused because there are a lot of things that can take your mind off of uh, the actual investing. You can get uh, too caught up in a lot of uh, side activities. So you need to stay focused uh, and definitely invest wisely. Uh, there's, again, uh, a lot of people uh, cap through gut feeling, through opinion, uh, through through other methods um, to, to where there's so much out there that they've got to be able to disseminate through the information and, and make wise investments. Uh, no one person, uh, I believe, is, is, is can just sit back and and do this thing without uh, being wise at it. When you when you're not wise, you start to gamble. Uh, and then it, it, it just becomes uh, a problem. So it's, it's like the stock market. You have to make sharp stock market decisions. And if you're a true sports investor, you have to make uh, wise and sharp uh, decisions when investing in sports. But again, I go back to the fact, Scott, that you have absolutely got to have fun. You have got to enjoy this thing. Well, really appreciate you making the time to be with us here tonight, and we are very excited about having you in the community. Oh, well, thank you so much. Uh, believe me, it's an honor to be able to have this podcast and an opportunity uh, to share with all the shipmates uh, what I do and what I have been doing and uh, what uh, I will continue to be doing. And again, um, you know, I've been doing this for over 30 years. My company, Sports America Sports Service, .com, I guess, if you want to add that in, has been something that's allowed me to uh, refine my tool and uh, take my trade to a completely different level. And while my son is uh, now running uh, Sports America, I am doing this to try to help uh, the Z Code community to uh, learn uh, the trade that's been so wonderful uh, to me through the years. Thank you for listening to Z Code Sports Betting Podcast. I hope you enjoyed the show today. Remember to go to iTunes and post your comment and topic suggestion for the next episode. We love to hear from you. See you on the next show. Have a fantastic day.